Hey, hey, sisters. Welcome back to another episode here on the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. Today, I want to share a really important topic with you guys, and that is the difference between a God-first, God-focused lifestyle versus a God-sometimes world-focused lifestyle. And as usual, toddlers napping, I've got the baby on my lap and the dog in the room. So you're probably going to have some background noise, but hey, what's mom life without all that? Are you overwhelmed by your never-ending to-do list? Are you tired of your schedule running you? Do you struggle to find balance or harmony between mom life and everything else that you have on your heart and on your plate? If you're here, you're likely a busy mama wearing multiple hats, the most important of which being child of God and mom simultaneously. You desire to live more intentionally, striving to be a good steward of all the gifts that God has given you, and you want more productively peaceful days. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, Jesus freak, mom blessed by adoption, wife, wonderluster, and your intentional living and biblical mindset coach. On this podcast, you will find abundant motherhood solutions that will set you free from the chaos, overwhelm, that never-ending to-do list, and help you create a schedule that actually works for you and your family. My mission is to help busy mamas just like you establish faithful foundations, live from purposeful priorities, and master your motherhood mindset. If you're here, you're ready to say yes to intentional, productive, and peaceful days in Jesus. So grab your cold brew and your planner or strap those kiddos into the car seat and let's jump into today's episode. Okay, so before we dive in, I want to share with you guys that you're noticing another faith-filled season here on the podcast. And I think it's really important to mention how when we were in the last one, God really put it on my heart. You see, we did this faith-focused um, series back in, I want to say July and August, where uh, maybe a dozen episodes came out. We're all very faithful foundations heavy. And when that wrapped, we had led the Uncomplicated Faith Workshop for the ladies in the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus community and anyone who jumped in and registered. It was a really powerful workshop. And through all of that, God really had shown me and put it on my heart that women everywhere, especially moms, really struggle to prioritize him, to give God the first fruits of our day. But not even that, just giving God fruits in our day showing up and making time, prioritizing time to seek him, whether that's sitting quiet with him, whether that's doing a devotion or opening your Bible directly or worshiping him or time set aside to pray. But the thing that really stood out to me is just the fact that moms struggle so heavily to open their Bibles and read. And so what came out of all of this is just this really heaviness on my heart to lead this Bible consistency challenge, to invite women in, to assign accountability partners, um, and just bring together this community of women to encourage each other and hold each other accountable for a season so that we could develop these habits and skills in going to God's word ourselves. 
But then we found out we were going to be having a baby and all this other stuff. And so it really wasn't the season. But one of the sweet girls on my team, Mary, had mentioned, what about November? And then earlier this month, this is October still, earlier this month, I was sitting here and I was like, oh, November's coming. It's just a few weeks away. Like, if we're going to do this challenge, I need to start marketing for it so people know about it and can plan accordingly and, and jump inside. And I was referring back to my notes that I had taken earlier. And I had a note on there that I had left for myself and almost a convicting manner. You see, I did this serenity for your soul um, challenge. It was like a five-day challenge at first, went to a seven-day challenge the next time I had ran it. And the feedback from that was that I should be doing this serenity for your soul as like a six to eight week Bible study, that it should be set up in, in just a slightly different format so that people had more time to take in the information, to go refer to those scripture verses, to pray over a lot of the stuff, to journal out a lot of this stuff. And so I had left myself a note saying, if I'm willing to do all this work to lead this challenge and market it and all of these other things, why am I not prioritizing something that God has had on my heart for over a year now to do this structured Bible study that was mostly done, right? And it was in that moment that he just overwhelmed me with this idea that they are the same thing. And it kind of blew my mind. So this Bible consistency challenge called She Rises is incredible, you guys, because the serenity for your soul was already incredible. And it was just like five to seven days of information with a little bit of homework in between. And God has just shown me the way to develop this so much more to include all of the other information that he's shown me and just kind of revelations that he's given me in the past, goodness, like year and a half, I think, since I led that the last time. But bringing it together in this weekly group coaching so people can come and bring this stuff up that is like coming up for them, whether it's these things that God showed them that's so closely related to something God showed someone else or to share in those stories of how our past hurts or church hurt or relationship with our fathers or different things like that are standing in the way of our faith in God and really living this God first, God focused life. And it's going to be weekly trainings that were, like I said, kind of coming from the serenity for your soul, but all this additional stuff that he's given. We're going to have accountability partners, preferably in your time zone. So you guys can pick a time. It might be a friend that you bring along. It might be somebody that you've never met that you get to grow in relationship with. And that's just going to look like texting each other each morning or each afternoon, whatever time you guys decide works for you and sharing a scripture verse, sharing what God showed you, sharing really just what you did that day to seek God first. God just gave me this idea the other day to add prayer calls. And so we're going to have prayer calls in this where you can come and bring your prayer requests or, or pray for people that God has put on your heart to pray for and just all of us coming together to do this. And oh, it's just going to be so good. And God has already shown up like in my life, even in just preparing this and then seeing the women that he's already hand selected and picked to come inside of it, it's just going to be incredible. So we are committing to five weeks, the entire month of November. We start October 31st, but we are going all the way through um, the whole month of November and probably the first couple of weeks into December. I haven't fully gone through all of the previous trainings and added them and recorded them and everything else. Um, but I suspect it's going to go longer because God has just been showing up in this so powerfully already. And we haven't even started. 
Like I have ladies ready to start today. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, we're not starting today. We're not starting tomorrow. We're not starting for another week. But hey, if you want to get quiet, if you want to get consistent in God's word already, go ahead and do that. And speaking to that, for those of you who already are, right, maybe you already have an accountability partner for God's word. Maybe you're already really consistent about getting in God's word and about journaling. There's still something in this for you. I promise God is going to show up in this for you as well because he's God. Won't he do it, right? When we bring ourselves into his presence, he is faithful to show up. But sister, don't neglect what you have to give for somebody else in this. What ways you have to show up and serve, even if it's your accountability partner, even if it's a friend that's struggling that you're bringing in, right? I put out this special and this still exists. If you join and then you share with the friend and that friend joins, you get a refund, okay? But what I've seen multiple times now is ladies coming in and bringing their friends and they're just paying and letting their friend come for free. How powerful is that already? Okay, well, I'm going to stop talking about all of this excitement around the She Rises Challenge. But sister, if God has spoken to you in this, DM me, shoot me an email, something. Let me know that you want to join. I can send you over. It's only $47. That's less than $10 a week for the weeks that, you know, the five weeks that we've already committed to for trainings and a workbook and journal prompts and accountability partner and prayer calls and coaching calls. Like it's a steal, right? But we're probably going to go further and just like the value you're going to get out of this because the way that God's going to show up and the connections that you're going to make with these faith-filled women is just, anyway. Okay. God first, God-focused lifestyle versus God sometimes world-focused lifestyle. And I think this comes up really big for me because I'm going to talk about this problem with the American church. And in my notes, I have problem in quotation marks, right? Because I don't think it's just the American church. I think this is really broad. But I think generally speaking, at least growing up and for a long time, America was considered this Christian nation, right? One nation under God is what we said in the Pledge of Allegiance growing up. And I think so many people like, well, their parents were Christians or their parents were Baptists or their parents were Catholic or they went to church a little growing up or they went to Sunday school or they went to something here or there. And so they're like, yeah, I'm a Christian or yeah, I'm Catholic or yeah, I'm fill in the blank. Right. But they don't live a life for God. And it makes me think of this like spectrum of Christianity and I don't know if it's if that's the way it's supposed to be, right? Like I'm just I'm just talking with you guys today. If you want to have a conversation with me about this, please 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 jump into the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus community and let's talk about it. There's usually a post in there or multiple for every single podcast episode. You can comment on one of them, you can DM me, you can start a post, whatever. Let's have a conversation about this. But I think Revelation is really clear when when it talks about Like those of you who are lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. And I feel like there's this spectrum of Christianity where it goes from one end of like, oh yeah, I'm a Christian because I wear cross necklaces or I have a cross tattoo. And, you know, my parents were believers and made me go to church when I was young, but I don't even own a Bible. I don't know about the character of God and who he says he is. I don't seek him. I don't live a life for him. I don't hear for him. All these other things, right? We're going to get into that in a little bit. But then on the flip side, there is this like 
holy spirit fire. Like these people kind of creep you out sometimes. I'm working towards being one of them. I don't know, maybe for some of you, I already am. But like the ones who just like pray powerfully in the Holy Spirit and they have a faith that is like, you're like, wow, you have so much faith in that. Like, I almost think you're insane. Like you hear God speak to you and you, you're doing something because God told you to do it, even though it's like weird to even other Christians, you know, like there are people who are just like, on this other level with God, like they worship powerfully, they pray powerfully, like they can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in their life. And they, they hear from God and they move with God in their whole life. Everything you see them doing is like sold out for God. And there's this spectrum of Christianity. And I feel like this is almost the American church problem, right? Is that people think that it's okay to have this God sometimes world focused lifestyle. And I used to be one of them. I'll fully admit when I became a Christian, I'm like, but I don't want people to know I'm a Christian because I don't want to be made fun of. And I remember one day when I was still in this phase, I was like sitting in, in work on my lunch break, eating my lunch, listening to like worship music or something in my headphones, doing my Bible study. And I felt like the presence of someone, right? This coworker like comes up behind me and is like peeking over my shoulder. And he's like, what you doing? And I was like, took my headphone out, you know, my earbud and said, Bible study. Oh, (laughs) and just like walked away. I was like, okay. Like, and that's what I was afraid of when I first became like this born again Christian. I was afraid of being made fun of because I was one of those people who made fun of like the Bible thumpers, like the Jesus freaks. And now I'm a self-professed Jesus freak, right? God has done this amazing thing. Not as serious as the work he did in Saul to Paul, right? But he has done this amazing thing in me and truly made me a new creation. And so I guess that's my challenge. One of my challenges to the listeners today is, is are you like sold out for the Lord in that sense? Or are you just like comfortably living in the world with like a God sometimes focused lifestyle, right? And then this other question is like this idea of sin being glorified versus, I wrote down grievous is how I said it, but grievous is the way that it's pronounced. And it's a really bad thing, right? That's the definition of grievous, but I guess it's not, it's not the word I was looking for. general grievous is like from star wars and i was like oh whoops you know got my star wars brain on right there but anyways really what was coming to mind for me is almost this mournfulness towards sin versus sin being glorified and i feel like we see that a lot in this like spectrum of christianity and this american church problem right is that we can be like oh yeah i'm a christian but i cuss a lot like this is mine and my husband's 2023 um, New Year's <laughs> intention, <laughs> not resolution, but intention. Um, this year we've gone without drinking and next year we're going to go without swearing. And my husband's a mechanic. And so I know it's going to be difficult for him. I grew up with like, my dad wasn't actually a sailor, but spoke like a sailor still does. Um, and so it's, it's something very difficult for us that, you know, you stub your toe and you curse or like there's somebody on the road and you curse and our son is now three. And we're like, this is not the lifestyle we want to live, right? Like I have never gone to a place where I've glorified that sin in my life. It, it makes me mournful that I am still broken in this sense. But so many other things, right? I've heard this excuse that like, oh, we're all sinners saved by grace. Like, like, and I say excuse, I know it's the truth. Like I am a sinner saved by grace. I am not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I sin and I am broken 
and I, I fail every single day, but I have the, the grace of God and his mercy is new every morning. And he is continually molding me and making a new creation. He makes me mourn over my sin. And so that's another question and challenge that I have for the listeners today is where are you still participating in circles where sin is glorified or like accepting or allowing that in your life versus allowing yourself to bring in that spirit of the Lord and be broken and and mournful over your sin, grievous over your sin, if that's, you know, a word that we want to use. Okay. So since God has really like come in and made me this new creation, like full and full, I used to know every word to every Eminem song in existence at the time. Eminem was like my favorite when I was a teenager. And now like literally I cringe and I like, it's like nails on a chalkboard listening to his music because of how just like gross it is in all honesty. Like that is just one of the many, many examples of God making me a new creation. And I believe for many of the listeners here, for many of the people in my community, it's been similar to you, right? Maybe you've been a Christian since you were born, but you've still seen that transformation that you are a new creation in him. But since God has called me deeper, he has given me this assignment to call others deeper. And I think this picture of this God-first, God-focused lifestyle it's, it's what we're going to be talking about and bringing in scripture, not just into our lives, but into the trainings, into the teachings and having you go to them and pray to God over them of like, okay, what is this? Like, what do you have to teach me about yourself? What do you have to teach me about me? Like, Lord, show me my sin, break me over my sin, but help me to seek you. And um, that's a lot of what we're doing in this She Rises challenge. Um is just going deeper, calling people deeper into their relationship with the Lord. Because I've come to a place now where I make very few decisions without his guidance. And I can promise you it continues to lead me more into his promises and just this abundant living in him. And no, I'm not saying like I'm wealthy and, you know, I have this perfect house and I'm this perfect mom and I don't have my R8 yet, you know? So like it's definitely not perfection. And I don't think we'll get there until we meet him face to face. But it's not this God sometimes lifestyle that I used to live. And so what is a God sometimes lifestyle? What does that look like? And so if you're challenged by any of these things that I'm saying, take them to prayer, like allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you in this stuff. Like I'm not passing judgment. I was in this place. Some of these things I definitely still struggle with, but take them to the Lord. And if he uses this to speak to you to say, come into this She Rises challenge, I'm all about it, sister. I am so excited to see you there. But God, sometimes, okay, it looks like praying when you have needs. Seeking him only in the valleys of your life, right? I've heard a lot of people recently talking to me about like, oh, I just don't feel him like I used to. And then when you really dig into it, they used to feel him when they were in a really bad place in their life and they were seeking him like with everything that they have. But now they're in like an okay or, you know, a mountaintop and then they're not feeling him like they used to. So seeking him only in the valleys, praying for yourself, your benefits or your desires 
only or mostly. Continually not finding time for his word or to seek his presence. Not hearing from him, I think, as an example of this. Not living as a person with great faith. Living as a person who, you know, all the storms and all the circumstances are like knocking you down. You have questionable fruits, even to yourself. Like even you question your fruits at times, but especially others would be questioning your fruits. If you're like, hey, I'm a Christian. And they're like, oh, don't want to be one of those. You know, no one else knows you're a Christian. Like that's a red flag. Okay. That's a red flag. Or your place, or I'm sorry, you place things before God. This could be money, your business, food, fashion, even your family. Yep, I said it. Even your family before God, your health, all kinds of stuff, right? What are you placing before God? And so if those are signs of this God sometimes world-focused lifestyle, what does God-first, God-focused living mean? And a lot of these are backed by scripture. I didn't give the scripture references, but I think it's really important for us to go seek God's word for ourselves. And so I'm saying these things, if you jot them down or whatever else, like definitely go look up these things. If you do even just word searches in the YouVersion app or on Google and like Bible verse or scripture verse, such and such, it's going to give you a list. Okay. And you can cross-reference translations. You can open up your paper Bible, all kinds of things. But one of them is praying unceasingly, having this lifestyle of just like stop and pray anytime you or somebody else needs prayer. Honoring the Sabbath. This is a huge one. This is something we in our family have only been doing this year. But oh man, does it change things? Allocating yourself and your family for a day of rest is just like it's a commandment of God's and it is so, so good for us. Seeking him in his word continuously. This is like, you know, anytime a scripture verse comes to mind and you need to pray it or anytime you're struggling with something, going to his word, waking up every day to seek his word, every day making a point to open God's word or a devotion or um, the YouVersion app or something like that, right? Seeking him in his word continually. And also seeking his presence in prayer or in quiet time or even in worship regularly. Living out the fruit of the spirit. But, you know, like in need of the spirit. This is something I've struggled with before because the fruit of the spirit is our like family motto. One of our favorite verses. And it's such an amazing guide, right? But I've definitely gotten to a place where I'm like, no, this is a fruit of the spirit. This is a good thing. And then I'm gripping that in my own strength and almost like elevating that above the Lord. (laughs) So definitely a place where you need the spirit, you need to be in tune with the spirit to have and live out the fruit of the spirit. Another one is humility and knowing and acting in a manner that glorifies him as God, not you, not your actions or your... um, achievements or whatever else. And it's living in relationship with him and all you do. Living in relationship with him for your marriage, for your parenting, for your business, for your community, for your health, like in all you do, living out that relationship with him. And it's being a living example and an ambassador for Christ. 
it's opening your Bible, <laughs> like your actual paper Bible, having one, you know, and opening it is a really amazing thing. It's praising him in a way that only he is worthy of. It's glorifying God for what he's done for us and is continually doing in our lives. It's planting seeds. It's working the harvest. It's living in a state of gratitude and joy. It's focusing on him, not your circumstances or the storm that's surrounding you. And so I hope this episode has blessed you. Um, Even if it has caused you a little bit of conviction, I hope that it has blessed you. I hope to see your face in the She Rises Challenge. And I just want to leave you with Ephesians 3.20 as my heart in this is to call you deeper into relationship with him so you can lead this abundant life in him. And so Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power that work within us. God bless you, sisters.